Hi there, and welcome to Vox Talk, your weekly review from the world of voiceover. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli from Voices. Do you need to live in a big city like New York, LA, or Toronto to be successful? Joining me today is Jesse Adam, a voiceover professional who's worked with some of the world's biggest brands, including Lego, Coca-Cola, Sony, Amazon, Under Armour, Honda, and DoorDash to name just seven, all from the comfort of his home studio in a city that's decidedly not New York or LA. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's a, it's a pleasure and a treat. Oh, so much fun. I, I'm so excited. Obviously, people in the office were like, you've got to have Jesse Adam on the show. You've got to bring him on. So, <laughs> so here we are today. Uh, so Jesse, um, you live in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. That's a city with a population of approximately 33,000 or so people. Um, what's a day in the life like for you in your studio? Yeah, it's I, I. I mean, in my mind, it's pretty average. I, I wake up and grab some breakfast and uh, get ready for the day, and then I hop into the studio, into the booth, and and basically spend the most most of my day auditioning, um, getting as many auditions done as I can, and and then when jobs come in, uh, you know, working on those, um, and then typically wrap up around you know dinner time, uh, go and have supper with the family, and then uh, you know hang out with the fam or do whatever needs to be done. Uh, and then if, you know, if the odd job comes in or, or audition comes in later when things have kind of settled down, then I'll, I'll jump back in the booth and, and, uh, yeah, try to get as many auditions in in a day as I can. Sounds like a really good day. And also like how close is your home studio to the kitchen? Just curious. It's literally 10 steps. Oh, wow. So (laughs) very nice. Not much of a commute (laughs) to get to lunch or to to have that breakfast and to go home for dinner. So I'm sure your family appreciates that. Yeah, oh, they they do, and it's been a it's been an awesome from from working in a larger city back in the day and having to commute um, to to being at home with the family. It's been just a huge blessing and, and just an awesome thing in in our family's life. It's been great. That's fantastic. And I was I was going to ask you, oh, so why no? Why don't you? You're so successful, Jesse. Why don't you live in the big city? But I think you just answered it right there. Is that it's a, there's far more living and life and love to be had when you can spend more time with your family. So. Totally get that. That's amazing. So, Jesse, along the vein of time, how many auditions are you doing in a day? My my goal is to get between 30 to 40 auditions done a day. That's kind of what I, I strive to do each day. Um, you know, some days that's it's less than that. Some days it's more. Um, it depends on, on what's going on. Or, you know, some days there's just auditions that come in and you're not quite a fit for. And, and you know, you're just not able to do as many. But but typically 30 to 40 is what I'm aiming for each day. And, um, you know, some days are 20, some days are 50. But, but that's my goal is at 30 to 40 each day. Whoa, that's a lot. Because, like, you've got client work to do. No doubt you're doing a little marketing. Um, so how long does it take you to, to do your auditions? Like, do you batch what you do or like, what's your process? No, I, I just do them one at a time. Um, and I think, you know, I wasn't able to do 20 to 30 or 30 to 40 when I started, it was three or four a day, you know, when you first start. Um, but, but as you do it more and more, it becomes more comfortable. You, you know, when you look at the auditions, you know, okay, I'm a fit for this one and I know exactly how I want to read this before you even start recording. And so a lot of auditions, honestly, from from the time you see it to the time you hit submit can be, you know, that that three to four, five minute mark. Um, and so if you if you get on a roll, if you get in the zone, you know, you can get um, you can get 15 to 20 auditions done in an hour if you're really just trucking through them. Um, and so I think I think it's 
it's come with with time. Um, that's the ability to do that many. Um, there's also days now that I get lazy and I just don't do as many. So it's not it's it's about, it's about you know working hard and realizing that I heard somebody say once that auditioning is actually the job and and landing jobs is actually the, the bonus or you know and and it's true. So when you when you look at it like auditions are your job and that's what you're supposed to do. Um, it makes it that much easier just to, to truck through them and to, and to get them done. I like that. I like that there's some flexibility, that you have some kind of like, um, I guess, space to say, you know, it's it's not a problem if, if I do 50 auditions a day or, you know, I, I can do 20 in one day if there isn't anything that matches what I'd like to do. And what you said was like, if you're a fit. And I think a lot of talents struggle with that. They don't know maybe what criteria they should be using to know if they're a fit. So, so what is it that you do, Jesse? How do you know which ones that you put in for? Yeah, and, and I get that. Um, I remember when I first started, I was auditioning for everything, and you know, it would there was. I apologize to any past clients that are listening that heard terrible accent attempts and and all these other things that that I did. Um, but I think it really comes with time. I, I, I think when you're just starting out, you really don't know necessarily, you know, where your wheelhouse is or, or what you're really going to be good at. Um, but the, the more you do it, the more jobs you land, um, you're going to find your niche and, and what kind of what fits you best. And so for me, it's, you know, typically for me, it's that casual conversational read or the real person type of reads. Those are kind of the ones that uh, I tend to land more often. And, and, and I get excited about those because it's almost not work. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm just going to go read this as myself um, and, and be, be me. And um, so, so, yeah, I think it's, it's hard to know that right away. And, um, but it, it does come with time. Um, you you kind of figure that out. And there's some surprises too where you're like, oh, I, you know, for some reason, it's weird, but I, I get a fair amount of, of deep south Texas roles. And I'm a prairie boy from, from Canada. I, I don't have that naturally, but I just, I tried it a few times at the beginning when I was auditioning at the start of my career and I, I got some jobs. And, um, so for whatever reason, you know, so, so I say that to encourage people to not, you know, just stick with one type of read or one type of job, like do branch out and try different things. Um, you know, you never know what's going to stick. That's exactly it, is that you you don't know until you know. And <laughs> sometimes it takes like yeah. being coached or um, so many auditions or like really the, I think some of the best feedback that a, a voice talent can get is actually the booking, right? They're like, oh, I did something yeah. right. And they, they really liked what I did here. So um, yeah, yeah I, I think that, that I'm glad to see you agreeing. I think it is really a trial and error thing at first. So mm-hmm. um, obviously you, you went through a lot of trial and error. You grew as an artist. Um, how did you get the opportunity to work with such big brands? Well, honestly, uh, it's through voices. Um, like again, being in this little city that, you know, most people don't even know how to pronounce or where it is, um, getting to work with, with, you know, production companies and and clients in New York and LA and Australia and Europe and all that stuff. It's, it's all through the voices platform. Um, you know, I never would have, I never would have gotten in front of those clients if it wasn't for voices. So that's what I, I love about it is, is I don't necessarily need like voices is an agent or my agent. That's how I look at it as, as voices gets me those, those opportunities to get in front of big brands that honestly, you know, back in the day, I never, ever would have thought I'd be able to read for or work with. Um, so, so yeah, it, it is the voices platform that has enabled me to, to work with those, those brands all around the world. And I'm so thankful for that. Oh, it, it really does warm like our hearts to hear 
stories <laughs> like yours, Jesse, because it's like, you know, two people at their kitchen table one day thought they wanted to help people get work, you know? And so, um, yeah, just to, to be able to be part of, of your success, but also of the success of so many other people who have who have used voices as a client and they wanted to find the right voice or they wanted to hire someone amazing like you. Like that's just, uh, and to do it from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, you know, to do it from wherever you might be, right? Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like I, I think that a lot of people, they have this preconceived notion that unless you were in New York or Los Angeles, um, maybe Toronto, Vancouver, uh, you know, London, UK, you know, whatever that capital business city in your country is, like you don't actually have to live there to to benefit from the opportunities that are available to you. And, um, you know, like as we've been talking, I just thought, okay, well, you know, you're in, in um, Moose Jaw and you've got, obviously there's 33,000 people there. So I imagine there's some good internet service where you live. It's not mm -hmm. like you're out in the yeah. middle of somewhere. You're not on the tundra somewhere. Um, so, but what are three must-haves, Jesse, that your voiceover business needs to succeed? Yeah, for me, the, the must-haves are, first of all, you know, well, a side note is that internet connection, obviously. <laughs> you got to have that. <laughs> otherwise, it's not going to work. Um, but just obviously a, a good setup for your recording. You got to have decent, a decent quality sounding area that you're recording in and some decent quality, um, you know, equipment. doesn't have to be top of the line. But when I started, I just had a blanket fort. It was, it was nothing special. It was just blankets hanging um, to kind of deaden the, deaden the room. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. And then I, I, the second thing that I really strongly believe in is coaching. Um, I had, I had my brother who is a, an amazing, uh, audio engineer and voiceover artist on voices.com. Um, he actually just recently won an Emmy for his work doing sound design for the Olympics. Oh my goodness. Good NBC, job, Jordan. Just, just throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Jordan. Um, he, he was there at the start to help me understand like I had a background in 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 media uh video production and that kind of stuff but I really didn't know what I was getting into in the voice world and he just stepped up very graciously and and helped me understand taught me the things I needed to know to to make it so that I could be successful so that I, ha that, I had that chance I think if I didn't have coaching if I didn't have George my brother there to start um I think I probably would have tried and probably would have failed because I just wouldn't have known some of the ins and outs of voices.com and just voiceover in general. So, so coaching would be number two. And then the third thing obviously is, is, um, for me is, is a site like voices.com. Like it's voices without it. There's no way, you know, you could have the, the best sounding booth, the best sounding equipment. You could have the, the world's top coaches coach you on how to do voiceover. But if you don't have a way to get in front of the clients, or audition, there's no way you're going to land any work. You can try, you know, you can try cold calling, you can try, you know, marketing yourself. Um, but uh, I think that's, there's so many voices out there right now. Um, audition is king. And if you, if you can't audition, um, you're not going to land work. That's true. If you don't audition, like if you don't show up, right? Like 50% of, of yeah. everything is just showing up. So yeah. um, that all said, and, and thank you for sharing your your three must-haves. I think that just to sum it up, the technology's got to be in place. You've got to have good coaching and you've also uh, got to have opportunities available to you, you yeah. know, through an online marketplace. Exactly. Uh, so um, for someone who's living outside of a big city as you are, uh, does it make it any harder to get work? Like, are you finding that you're sad that you're not called into Saskatoon to do something? Or like, why are they? <laughs> why can't I go to Edmonton or Calgary today? Like, is is there any kind yeah. of, what are you missing, if anything, from not living in a big city? 
I, I don't think much uh, personally. Now, I, I can't say that for sure because I've never lived in those big centers to know what I'm missing almost. Um, but I, you know, the odd time you'll see a job posted that says, you know, must be in LA or must be in New York. And, and so, you know, you miss out on those ones. And, and sometimes you feel like, oh, I wish I could be there to do that. But then again, for me, going back to what we talked about earlier, like having the freedom um, to live in a smaller, a smaller area, the, the time with my family, it's, it's a little cheaper to live here than a lot of places. Um, you know, so it financially, it makes a little more sense. And again, for me, being a, being a prairie boy, like I've lived in, I lived in Calgary for, for several years. Um, it was nice. Calgary was great, but it was a big city, uh, that I just, you know, didn't, I enjoy the open, the openness and the, and a little bit of a slower pace. So, so I, I probably miss out on a few opportunities that, um, you know, uh, come up in the bigger cities where you actually have to physically be there. Um, but for me, for me, the, it, it balances out for sure with the, the freedom and the, and the, the ability to be less busy, less crazy and, and in a smaller town. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a smaller town. And there are people who definitely live in places smaller than Moose Jaw. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. and I think that the biggest struggle for them would probably be just access to some of the the three things actually the three things you mentioned like being able to have all the tech that you need to set yourself up properly to have access to coaching which i know can be online you know and there are a lot of great people you can find online but it's it's not the same as being in community with other people like in in real life and as mm-hmm. like obviously you have your brother and he's been instrumental in helping you with what you're doing um just thinking like if someone lived in a small village or they were somewhere remote from pretty much anybody, uh, could they experience similar success provided they have the tech, they have the coaching, and they are using an online marketplace? I think absolutely. I I think um, it doesn't matter. Again, as long as you have that internet connection um, and you can can somehow manage to get the tech, you know, maybe Amazon doesn't deliver to your little town, but, you know, eventually it'll get there or you go and find it. Um, I think absolutely anybody that has an internet connection and, and that has the three things we talked about will be able to find success in, in voiceover. Um, and that's what I love about the voices platform and just the way voiceover is right now is it's, it's accessible to everybody. You know, I grew up watching, you know, cartoons and, and, and movies and all this stuff. And I loved like me and me and my siblings spoke in, we communicated in, um, you know, in, in quotes from movies and shows. <laughs> that's how we talked to each other. And, and I always, I always wondered who the other people were on the other side of the mic, like who the people that actually voiced, you know, um, these characters were. And I always thought, man, that would be so cool to be able to do. And, but, but at the time there was, that wasn't possible. You had to be in a big, a big center. Right. And so what I love now is the fact that you could be on the farm somewhere, you know, in, in a little tiny town in Saskatchewan or near a tiny town and um, you could still find voiceover success. You could be working with the biggest brands. It it is it is absolutely possible. Yay! <laughs> it's just so great to hear that <laughs> because it dispels the myth of you must be in New York or LA. Uh, I know there are certain parts of the voiceover industry that are very much entrenched in those cities. So let's say it's animation. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't actually do certain work for yeah. let's say a Pixar unless you show up in studio right. or you whatnot. But there's like the world's your oyster in so many different ways with just the 
like the great work that's being made in Europe in animation and like South Africa. I know they've got a good market there and they're not looking to hire voiceover talent necessarily to come into the studio because they're trying to yeah. get the North American voices, you know, to, to reach our market. Um, and so they're, yeah. they're hiring talent um, who live obviously in, in a, our, our lovely continent here of North America. So um, I yeah. know, yeah, that that's amazing. I, I'm just so happy to hear you say that especially given all of the clientele that you have. Anyone just needs to go to your website and we'll let you plug it at the end to go and see. Like the, <laughs> I, I literally just picked seven. Okay, guys, I picked seven. And there are just amazing company after company after company that, that Jesse's worked with. So um, the, what factors then, obviously, you've told us what is kind of important for you to have in place for your business to succeed. But what factors do you attribute your own success to? For me, first and foremost, I gotta I gotta give credit to God. I uh, every day I wake up, I thank Him for this job, and I thank Him for the the work that comes in, and um, just the road He's had me on to get me here. Um, I I give credit to Him. So that's first and foremost. Second, again, is the coaching that I got from my brother, and and not just my brother. I reached out to other coaches too and got coaching, and and that made a huge difference. If if I hadn't had that again, I think I, I probably wouldn't have found success. And not. Not to pump your tires too much, Stephanie, but but um, voices, voices. Honestly, the platform, um, voices is where I get most of my work. Um, you know, uh, most of my clients have come from there, and uh, without it, there's no way I, I would have found success. I, you know, living in Moose Jaw and trying to reach out to to agents without any type of portfolio or any client list, you know, would have been impossible. And and voices. Um, and not even like not even just the platform, but the people there. Um, I've, I, I was I got so much encouragement from from uh, account managers and, and from the different people at Voices.com just saying, "Hey, how you doing? Great work on this, you know, um, you know." And they even taught me things at the beginning too that I didn't know. They're like, "Oh, hey, maybe try this or do this," and you know, just the 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 talent support. Because um, I'm I don't know you might want to edit this out, but I'm I'm on a few other sites as well obviously just to spread out and but the, the the support and and just the overall um care of voices for the talent makes such a huge difference and it's it's um it really you can tell that voices wants talent to succeed because um i, I used to work for WestJet and i did marketing there and and the the motto there was we succeed because i care so the, the idea was that if, if the employees of WestJet cared, um, then we would succeed. And you can see that I feel like that's the same culture at Voices where it seems like if, if the, ta- or the, the workers at, at Voices, they know that if they care, if they take care of the talent, if they take care of the, the clients, um, there's going to be success and success for everybody, not just um, the business. So. so yeah, Voices. So God, my brother, coaching and Voices. Wow. That, that is like, oh, that, that really is so amazing to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I'm so happy that we're here, you know, with you on this journey too. Like, it's just, um, I, I don't know if there are words to express it, you know, just how much it means to hear that you're doing well and that we've played some small part 
in, in you know, your success and what you're able to do. So um, thank you. And, and I also wanted to work um, toward a conversation a little bit here on community, because I know that that's sure, yeah. really important, especially when people are isolated, um, as we have mm-hmm. been, especially for the last couple of years um, in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thinking like, you know, for you, um, living in Moose Jaw, I'm sure it's a different kind of voiceover community that you might have. Uh, it might not be as much in person, maybe more online. Um, but how important is having that community to you? And, and how do you connect with other voice actors when you are living outside of a major center? Yeah, it, it is important to me. Um, it's it's hard. When I first started and, and was going, there was no one that I knew other than, than my brother um, to talk about it. And so I tried to talk to my, you know, my family about it and they'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, like it was, it was, you kind of felt a little isolated. So, um, you know, connecting with other voice talent online has been, has been awesome and, and so good. And it's needed, I think, because, um, we, you can encourage each other, you can learn things from each other. Um, and it's just fun to talk shop with somebody who's in the industry. Right. And, um, so, so yeah, Moosejaw doesn't have a very big voiceover, uh, you know, community at all. It's probably, well, there was one other guy um, who who I helped get into voiceover, and we would talk all the time. And then he moved far away. Oh, no. Sean Guernsey. Oh, moved, Sean. Moved away. Yes, he's yeah, wonderful, Sean, too. Yeah, Sean, I miss him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but we still connect online now. You know, every, probably at least once or twice a month, we connect through it with a, with a, you know, FaceTime call or a Zoom call and, we just talk work and, and how each other are doing and, and what's going on. And, and then um, through I've been, I've been able to coach the last several years too. And so made some really good connections that way with people who, who are in the industry and who are, are learning and, and like growing. And some of these people are just doing amazing. And so it's fun to, to watch them and see them grow and then, and then talk about, you know, trends in the industry or things that are happening. And um, so, so that community is, is super important. I think when you're in a smaller setting like this, yeah, it is, it is mainly online and that's okay. The odd time that you're, you're able to connect with someone like, you know, for, for a coffee or, or a lunch or something, uh, in person is, is super, it makes it more special, <laughs> I guess, cause it doesn't happen very often, but, but no, that community is so important. Oh, for sure. And I imagine, um, part of that voiceover community in Moose Jaw would be, um, people who are in broadcast. Because that's, you know, very close to voiceover. So I imagine there are a bunch of radio yep. radio folk and, and TV personalities who are, or are kind of part of that fabric as well. So I hope some of them are listening and, and kind of hear that they've been they've been shouted out to. <laughs> we know you're Absolutely. there. We know that Absolutely. you're part of it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, because actually I was just thinking, uh, you know, we used to have a group here, Jesse, at Voices uh, that would meet a bunch of local voice talent. And um, it was like a long time ago in, in another office ago, in fact, before we moved into where oh, yeah. we are now in downtown London um, at this address. Um, but like it always like, comes to my mind like, you know, I think we should really have talent. We should have everyone come in for like a meet and greet. We should do something. And especially with things being a little easier these days to do that, um, that it's it's uh, come on my heart again to to kind of say, okay, well, we, we need to bring people together. So I don't know if we can get you on a plane from Moose Jaw to come to London, but uh, we're going to plan some stuff. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be amazing because yeah, uh, that's great. And so, uh, because community is really important. And I think that it's, it's mm-hmm. about time that, that we all started getting out and seeing each other again. So, uh, so Jesse, there's just so many wonderful tips and insights and also your experiences that you shared today with us. Uh, it, it's just, like, I hope that if someone is listening and they've had these kind of fears that they couldn't make it because they didn't live in the big city or that they 
there weren't jobs for you or oh don't oh don't do that like you'll never succeed because how could you you know you're you're in this little pocket of, of the province uh, well none of that's true because you have so many amazing tools you have access to as you've said if you've got an internet connection a solid one of course you don't want to have one that falls mm -hmm. in and out um, but a, a great mm -hmm. internet connection you've got access to coaching which anyone can get from anywhere now and also just like the opportunities access to opportunities you can really make something happen and uh, step out in in the voiceover world. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing time to be doing voiceover, and uh, it's it's doable by yeah, like you said. I, I echo the, your statement. Uh, anyone with a with a decent, somewhat decent internet connection can find success in voiceover. Absolutely. Wonderful. So, Jesse, um, that brings us to the end of our conversation for, for now, at least. Um, but, you know, other people may not know how to find you. I Obviously, I do, but they don't. So where's <laughs> the best place and they can go to learn more about you and what you do? Yeah, they can go to jessiadamvo.com. That's my website. You can see some of the demos and clients and stuff if you're interested and um, also offer coaching there if people are interested in doing some coaching, um, wanting to learn just the, the basics or, you know, dive into some deeper stuff on different types of reads and, and how to navigate uh, like a voices. Um, so, yeah, that would that'd be where to go, jessiadamvo.com. Wonderful. And if we ever get out to Moose Jaw, I think you and your family, you got to take us to see that giant moose, right? Absolutely. Yeah, his name yeah, is Mac. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah. Well, All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. But the next time we have a voiceover meetup, we are going to swap some stories and talk some shop and, and just get to know everybody. I think that would be really wonderful. Thanks for coming on, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And that's the way we saw the world through the lens of voiceover this week. Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to some amazing insights on what it actually means to work in voiceover professionally from anywhere that you might be. Um, we had Jesse Adam on the show today. Thank you so much to Jesse for coming on and joining us today. If you're in the London area, near Voices, near Toronto, wherever you might be, Detroit, we would love to see you. Let us know if you want us to throw a meetup. We want to hear about that from you. So for Voices, I'm Stephanie Cicerelli. Vox Hawk is produced by Jeff Bremner. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.